How's it going, Bernie? This is oh. Rina Deepthi Annabelle, and my podcast is the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. If you are a regular listener, then welcome back. Know that I appreciate you. And if you're a new listener, then welcome to the Sisterhood. And make sure that you have subscribed because this is the podcast where you get your weekly dose of girl chat. It's a place where each and every episode I explore the many fascinating parts of being a female. And it's a place where women support women. So listen, have you ever heard of that super famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Well, this episode is more like how to win followers and influence people, particularly in the world of social media, particularly women's fashion and lifestyle. How does it all work being an influencer? How can you make a success of being a content creator if that's something that you want to do? And how do you keep your sanity in the often fickle world of social media? So joining me to discuss all this and more is blogger, content creator and influencer Anjali. Hey Anjali. Hi, you're right. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Thank you for having me back. I'm always honoured to be on your podcast. I think it's a fabulous platform. So thank you so much for inviting me back. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, listen, I think what you're doing is fabulous and you managed to churn out a lot of content so you for people that don't know so um your page on instagram is pretty successful right and it's called Anjali's lookbook so just for people that don't know or didn't listen to the last time that you were on so what kind of things do you put on there oh gosh so it mainly kind of <laughs> it mainly started I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. This, is, this is part of content creating i i have i have I oh so I'm so I'm so sorry. I've I've got my partner working in the garden, which is which is where I'm facing. Oh okay. Do, doing hammer hammer um, uh, MC hammer across. Oh the okay. Um, so this is all part of this is all part of content creating. I I I, I this is all staged. Um, anyway, so um, Anjali's lookbook is very much about what I, what you've just experienced yeah. right there. It's the ups and downs of of my life essentially of just a very ordinary brown girl that um had her ups and downs Mm -hmm. it intentionally started with sharing my passion for fashion um especially all things that are this so you know when I got married um we'd we'd always be going to a few uh, like functions at a time like several ones like weekly like two or three Mm -hmm. and it was all about being able to not being able to rewear the outfits that you have and things that you spend a lot of money on yeah you know and matching them with like daily um in like asos wear or indo western stars like to kind of shake things up the page then kind of grew um to be able to work with fashion designers and jewelry brands and kind of showcase how to style things and do that and in the midst of that I tried to be as realistic as possible (laughs) I try to be as realistic as possible and share parts of my life um and I think one of those things has been that I don't necessarily keep quiet about the things that we're probably supposed to keep quiet about um in the South Asian culture to try and stand up against stigma so per se that I've gone through a divorce I have experienced depression and I have had to deal with a very close suicidal death so um things that are often maybe not spoken about I try and yeah. share those and also I try not to just share pretty pictures it's got to be something that's like tangible to people that they'll uh, find either funny <laughs> or educational or useful or helpful of some kind of way I don't want to be an influencer or content creator that just takes pictures of the food or um in front of pretty things um and things like that so and there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that either. I will put it out there. Aesthetically pleasing things to the eye are mm. also something that human nature needs. Um, yeah. But I want to try and bring a dose of reality to try and 
balance out what you do see in Insta where we sometimes can't be so relatable and I you know I, I know we're going to go into a lot of this but that's essentially probably in a bit of a nutshell what my page kind of does you know I, I try to show my squidgy bits that you know I can wear crop tops and like those like tight dresses but there are going to be squidgy bits sometimes on how I can hide my squidgy bits and sometimes on how to just accept them well and I love that I love that you show that okay I've got squid, squidgy bits let me make the most of myself right and and we don't all have to look like absolute flat stomach you know five foot ten models to wear certain things so I love that the big asses don't forget the big ass thing oh, yeah yeah well that and that's the thing now right because it's like you know before it was like oh you know does my bum look big in this oh my god and now it's just it's it's mad and you know and I will talk to you about that later on like all these trends and stuff that come and go but you know what I was just thinking that when you were talking about things that you share and like the kind of the your own rules uh that for what you share like I want to share this because it's you know inspirational or it's gonna uh just you know honest or whatever not just pretty pictures and like me and my husband were talking about this the other day because it's so different now because like I've got three daughters right and then the eldest is 13 and so we're gonna you know she uses social media to so well to some extent she's not she hasn't got accounts she's got a TikTok account but it's private and it's kind of she has limited access to it right but a lot of her friends have you know they post regularly on their there's Instagram and they're really thinking about oh what's my public persona kind of thing at the age of 13 which is mad right and how now there are a lot of women and I, I do talk about women specifically on this podcast but there's, there's a lot of women girls let's say like young girls who literally they will put pictures of themselves up in uh, uh provocative clothing yeah that's it that's it and even you know if, when I go on TikTok right I have been down black holes in TikTok TikTok where I'm like there and I'm like what am I doing oh my god and then TikTok thinks I'm a psycho and then it keeps like <laughs> the algorithm <laughs> the algorithms are like this woman is mental like show her all the complete like weird stuff in the world because I literally I was on someone's page and it was a young girl and all she was doing was uh jumping up and down and shaking her boobs right and she's yeah, it's fascinating right just seeing someone else's tits jump up and down it's like uh, no no but she has so many followers and I li I was like oh my god and because I looked at that then obviously I was shown all these other things like that so I was like what is happening like oh my god sex sells that's it this is a thing and it's like and you know you might be like okay I'm gonna have a point to me putting these things on there right for loads of people there's no point and the point is you're jumping around shaking your boobs around she's using assets I mean like and that's what I mean like I'm also I'm not putting a downer on people that do do that because like sex does sell unfortunately it's the oldest trade in the world it, it does it sell is. and it's trying yeah. to find now, like, I struggle with this. It's trying to find, like, the balance between being hot and sexy by being realistic as well. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, all women, I say all women, I'd say most women, we, we want to be seen as desirable. We want to be seen as sensual beings, right? Now, this can be done in a few ways. It's, some of it comes from internally from yourself and some of it's from, from the image that you uh, put out there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like to, um, like, wear provocative clothing every now and again. Like, I think I've got decent tits every now and again. Like, they, they come out on days I have a big bloaty belly. Everything gets hidden, you know? what I mean and it's it's about finding that balance that nobody looks the way that we see on TikTok and Insta constantly it's about finding for me everything in life is about balance and everything has its place but with balance and people need to bear that in mind yeah. and I, I feel or I want to portray as my page as being that balance point mm -hmm. where 
it's I'm still young and happy to, to to kind of want the younger girls to follow mm. and see that actually some of it is air like some of it can be airbrushed some of it is filtered like not everybody looks like this all the time on the day that I I put up a picture the other day like where my abs look shredded like I was like shredded and if anyone can see my face I'm I'm, I'm doing the nod yeah yeah like, shredded mm-hmm. lower it slightly down and you can see there's probably not as shredded as it probably should have been <laughs> there's actually a bit of a bulge going there and it's kind of like reminding people of that a body is still a body and like I said like sex does sell like look I'm I'm in the gym trying to grow my ass like you know uh hello <laughs> I listen I do you know how many squats I do weighted squats <laughs> nothing's Whereas happening before, but I'm still living used to be like like you said, you used to be like, oh, but but this is but this is it. Like social media has become so part of our lives that I do worry about the younger generation. Whereas I feel like we have got that like kind of, I say balance, um, that kind of mentality. Like because we've had a world without it. This, we've uh, this had is the a thing. Well done with it. And now me yeah. me being a parent, I'm I'm thinking of it in a very different way. Scary, right? And I never and I only started thinking about it recently because I put stuff out there. You know, I put comedy reels up there and stuff. I you know, I make my own original content and put it out there and don't really think too much about it and now I'm kind of thinking mm. oh okay let me think as a mom you know well what do I want what do I you know what I mean what am I comfortable with because some things I'm I'm not I don't know I just think like if you're uh, a young girl and you're kind of like we're, we're adults right you know you're over 30 I'm over 40 uh, we're, we're, we're at the point where we our brains have developed into mature brains right they're still growing in every way and so that I'm like I don't know how this is going to impact them and it kind of worries me it's all experiment really it's an experiment the whole thing and this is and this is it like you're saying you know young girls putting provocative stuff out there what, what they forget once it's out there it's out there you can't take it back yeah yeah right? and this that is a scary thing like that didn't exist for our generation no. and that didn't exist like before then it does it does worry me like a little bit I'll be I'll be honest like I'm, I'm worried about my children like mm becoming like that and especially on, on I'll be honest with you on the female end like I know I know social media has a big impact on males as well but specifically talking being a female and, and have and um, possibly you know having a daughter in the future that is scary like I came across a page where a 16 year old is, is is posing and working and is a brand ambassador for a lingerie company 16 and I'm like mm. she's 16 yeah I mean, I, I'd be honest with you, I'd, I'd find 18 to you. Not because I have a problem with lingerie. I've just worked with a lingerie brand. Like, I don't see any problem with South Asians or women wearing it at mm. all or even putting it on and showing what bodies look like. However, for me, that maturity part of what that even entails um, and things like that, and, and I'm not being funny, you know, 18-year-old bodies compared to a 20-year-old or 30-year-old or 40-year-old, 50-year-old, that's a change. Like, it's, it's not realistic. And it's like, who are you marketing this at? Well, like, I, social I, media essentially has become marketing. It's business. Yeah. Who, who are you aiming this? Are you aiming it at 16, 18? I highly doubt it because they cannot afford a £150 lingerie set. Mm. So who's your target market? I know. See, this, yeah, it, it just gets a bit, I don't know. It, it's a little bit uncomfortable, isn't it? You think, hmm, I don't know about I don't know this. what to work. And, and, it's, <laughs> and, and you, you, do you know what? The thing is, right, that I... I mean, I call myself a feminist, right? I, 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 my husband, being my husband, right? I'm sure he's the kind of guy that would probably like it if I never wore a bikini in public. Not because he doesn't think I look nice, but he probably just thinks, oh, you know, 
everyone's gonna look at my wife and I just need to be the one like and I'm like no excuse me I actually will so this is you know I'm this is me as a person I'm like if I want to go and wear a bikini I can wear one and I will wear one and I'll have a nice time strutting around wearing a bikini okay so and you know we should be proud of ourselves we should own our sexuality all of this stuff I'm saying but then I feel like there's for me there's like a line do you know what I mean Sexual maturity also comes from a certain age, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being finished. So I, for me, it's, it's maybe the opposite. My partner, but again, I don't know if this is a generational thing or a cultural thing or whatever. Um, my ex-husband was South Asian. He never had a problem with me wearing any kind of swimwear or bikini or whatever, even in front of my in-laws, for example. This one, like being not of South Asian descent, yeah. being Caucasian. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or white, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's English. Caucasian. Yeah, that's well, a technical Caucasian term. Yeah. <laughs> being very, being yeah, well. very he's white what, what, yeah. he's white um <laughs> he's like yeah go out there the skimpier the better um but again it's about because I feel comfortable enough to own that I I, I think I mean was it in my teens maybe not I mean don't get me wrong I, I applaud those 16 17 18 year olds and teenagers that actually do have confidence of these things but do you have no disrespect to them the maturity I, I feel like we <laughs> I don't want to sound like an old lady but like do you like do you know like yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a fine line and a fine subject. Like, especially, I, th- I think it says a lot for a brand as to who they're choosing to work with and stuff. Like, if you're picking like 16, 17 year olds, like, is that because of their body shape? Is it, you know, I mean, I'm not being funny. Like, my partner felt uncomfortable with me showing that page. He was like, why are you showing me a 16 year old in lingerie? Like, stop. <laughs> like, I, I was like, because I'm, I, I, I don't know whether I'm fascinated or whether I'm just baffled or horrified or all three emotions and I can't work it out (laughs) yeah it's like wow and yeah it's I think social media is just a really hard place sometimes like it's a great place but it's also a really hard place and I, I often battle with it in my head I battle with you know wanting things to look right and look perfect versus putting the reality out there versus I shot some really cool content, but now I can't think of a caption to write to bring it all together. And I don't just want to put a pretty picture out there. Like, shall I just put the content out there? Like it's that pressure. You put more content out, you grow better. Like, but is it of Mm. quality? Is it the right thing? Honestly, this battle is continuous. And I I do think it's Mm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I have to have breaks from social media right and I don't have a big following like you but for me because you know I'm putting content and I'm trying to do something uh, and get people to kind of engage with what I'm putting out right as every as most people are doing on there but I have to have breaks because by Friday I'm like goodbye and I literally delete everything which I don't know if I've told you this before but I have said this on the on this podcast before that mm. some people are like oh my god that's a bit extreme why don't you just like not go on it but I think it's like a little bit of a cleanse thing for me. Like I just literally, I'll delete all social media apps off my phone. Then, you know, sometimes people, the way that people try and communicate now is, oh, I invited you to this thing by Facebook, uh, on a Facebook group. And I'm like, I don't, I don't use Facebook all the time. I don't want to, I actually don't want a phone welded to my hand all the time. I just don't, I don't want that, you know. What happened to texting me or WhatsApping me or emailing me, you know, like, oh, how about picking up a phone? I know, exactly. It's like, you know, I, I don't. I've missed out on things because people are like, yeah. oh, well, I invite you on this group. I'm like, I don't even use Facebook that much. And definitely on the weekend, I won't know. I won't see any of your messages. I won't, you know. Um, I think that's a fair point. And I think it's it, it's a nice way to handle it. I'll be honest with you. Look, I, I'm about to go away for a few days and I am highly contemplating going off the grid for it and sharing it after I'm back. 
but then there's 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 a few things that go through my mind not like I have like so for example I've turned notifications off I generally don't get my Instagram notifications I get zero notifications same, um, same here. so yes. what one way that I kind of manage this constant bombarding of social media bearing in mind social media is also my part-time business um, and for me it is business because it earns money exactly, and so yeah. it, and it is and it is something I'm trying to grow into a feasible sustainable business that will hopefully eventually get me out of the corporate world um so there's, there's that element to it that, you know, you need to put hundred percent into your own business. Then there's a bit of like, but you also need a break. So one way I handle it is I turn on my notifications. Like I get zero TikTok notifications, zero Instagram notification or anything like that throughout. So yeah, I'm kind of contemplating not uploading what I'm doing as I'm doing. And generally I don't like, um, if I travel, it's always a day or two behind because I want to enjoy the moment. Yeah. I'll take the content. I'll take the photos. I'll take the video and share later. But for me, I felt like, okay, if I, and I haven't, I haven't made my decision yet, but just so people understand the things that can easily go through your mind. I was, I'm just thinking, well, if I don't, if I don't post and I don't, only, all I have to do is it backlogs and I'm going to have to do it when I get back. But when, when I get back, I've got other projects. I've got work life. I've got housework, my corporate job, little one, family, social events. And all the work that I'm doing on this trip, when I'm going to sit, I'm like, because you have to physically then sit there as well. So it's kind of like that battle of like, should I just have a bit of a break? And like, I know other influencers that will take a break, like throughout in, and there's a couple that are huge followings and that I really admire. And they, they will just, they turn it off like as in they were like I'm, I'm not going onto Instagram and I do I do think it's good sometimes I find social media for me cathartic if, if you were on there today you'll know that I had a rant and I don't often have a rant and I was ranting about Instagram and about followers and fake followers and all this other stuff so sometimes it can be quite cathartic I often notice that I don't actually scroll often I post what I need to and get off yeah uh, but if you then don't again the other side if you don't scroll you don't know what people are currently liking what's working where the algorithm yeah. is where the content is so like it's that constant like devil angel like on your back thing and yeah. I, I do think it's absolutely fine I think it's a good way of handling it turning it off for example TikTok is on a screen that's three swipes away so it's not on my immediate screen because for TikTok even though I, I do do stuff on TikTok I'm like you I often end up going through a flipping hole through just being like this that is like, where I do what and why I'm did like, I come on here for like, yeah exactly you're like oh. I'm like three hours <laughs> it's like an hour later oh, um, oh, I know. but yeah I, I mean it's it's fine like i said find a battle like and this is sometimes where perfect pictures of food and restaurants won't get taken like i'll take what i can take um i often also don't spend i allocate like let's say if we're doing an actual shoot when we go abroad i put my disney clothes on and, and this is the other thing people will see on my page like i take my suits and saris on holiday with me yeah and, and, and live and, up my bollywood dreams and they are um, beautiful pictures those pictures so people people don't know and haven't seen so you will have like some <laughs> you know mind-blowing amazing sari or lenga and you'll be on a beach in mexico or dubai or wherever right and you know so you're in your post you'll give all the details about the look and everything and you know that yeah so that's part of big you know it's part of you do what you do yeah but we allocate a time to it so because it takes alex's time to help me with the photos if i'm solo shooting um i will say in my schedule like in the itinerary or loose itinerary that I make i'm gonna need an hour to do this now that is it cut off point is an hour mm. we get the shots in an hour we don't get them that's it like whatever gets taken in that time period I have to deal with like I don't sit there going oh my eyelids funny or this is funny or whatever gets taken has to be has to be used even before I'm going out I, I'll be honest with you and and you know if we ever need him to vouch I'm sure he'll jump on and vouch I'll be like take a picture of the outfit like this is how I want it taken and take three or four 
And I will have to choose out of those three and four. If there's a hundred, I've got a hundred to choose from. I'm going to sit there forever choosing them. It is what it is. And you can get obsessed think- with these things, but you can try and get the perfect thing. So, you know, I've done it sometimes. Mm. I've taken selfies and I'm like, oh no, oh, I don't like this. I'll get another one. But then I had to actually literally slap myself and be like, this is how you look. Just it's this, just what, what are you going to yeah. look like, Rena? Are you going to look like someone else? Like what picture are you trying to take where you don't look like yourself? This is how you look. So choose. Is it, is this is it. And the same with the travel side of things. You know, like I, I do say that I'm a travel content, um, content creator, but do I do it exactly on those travel pages? No, because a, I don't, I don't have that time. But like my paid content, like if I'm going to take a suit or sorry on holiday, mm. and that is paid content to shoot, I will dedicate that time that I've allocated and I'm being paid for to do that. And you basically get what you get. Like I check in between, I check the camera in between. That have we got the shot that I was imagining? But I don't zoom in. I, I don't try and retake the same thing over and over again. It is. It is what it is like. Lots of friends usually laugh and they're like, oh, Alex must take ages to take a picture. And even he'll say, he'll be like, actually, I'll, I'll take what I can and I know what I'm trying to take for, but we're not going to stand there forever doing it. Right. So how long have you been paid to wear these outfits in these beautiful locations, take pictures and promote different companies, brands and stuff? And how um, did And how did it come about? So I'd say, so the page has been around for about, in October this year, be five years. Mm-hmm. I've probably been paid for it for about three and a half of it, I'd say. But it's changed. What I now, like I used to do a lot of work for free. And now I charge for my time. Now I understand what I'm doing. I understand the concept. I've invested myself and financially invested in a camera, in lighting, whether that's a ring light. I've got box lighting. I've got all sorts of things like that. I've invested in editing software. So that's video editing software. Mm-hmm. So it's all clean. It doesn't have trademarks um, or anything else like that. I, I pay monthly for it. You know, things like Lightroom, which is a professional photo- uh, photography, like editing. I've had to go on courses to like teach myself how to edit. Am I, gr- am I brilliant at it? No. Like, is there much more learning to do? Of course there is. But like I've invested in that. So for that, plus, every, you know, time is always money. Um, mm-hmm. As you grow, my statistics and data stand for it. So I, I started to get paid and I, I charge accordingly for that. So I'd say probably for about out of those five years, maybe three and a half. But that has steadily increased. Before, I also used to work on a gifting base. You know, people can gift you stuff. Um, and I know this is like a big kind of, I say hoo-ha, but like to be sometimes in on like Instagram and stuff. But like now, I, I very rarely take anything gifted. And if it is, I will say so. Mm. did the brand approach you or did you approach brands like how does it work I don't even know um it's a mixture I think it's a mixture um brands so for example there's brands um that have taken a chance on me and been a bit like like I see new content um would you like to create some content for us and because they're big brands you're like yeah you know get get my name out there and this is the thing finding the balance of where you're like actually I'm getting an opportunity here versus am I being taken for granted Mm. like you have to really kind of like think about like really really think about that um so it's been on a couple of occasions so um like there's been there's been quite a lot of jewelry brands that have approached me like some of the bigger ones I've worked with that was kind of like you know would you like to work with us and yes but then it's also up to me when they say would you like to work with us Mm. I will say you know yes but I can only do paid work so you know that that kind of then transpires like you have to have that conversation um have I seeked out opportunities yeah have I messaged people saying look do you need content creating like I feel like I'm a really good fit for your brand here's my media pack um or here's my rate card but maybe I've been quite fortunate that I've also had a lot come to me um Mm. 
sometimes in a good way by saying yeah like look we have budget for, for working with content right sometimes people just want work for free and that's not going to happen so it's it's been it's been a bit of both so you mentioned media pack so what is a media pack so essentially a media pack is something that a influencer content creator whatever you want to kind of describers has that has all the information about what they are able to do the previous work that they've done the rate cards in there which is a card that kind of, i say like a page that essentially see, tells you how much they charge like how much do they charge per reel to post up a story to post up a post like some people charge per story post for example rather than a whole story so for each frame um some people will charge for a post so just a picture um per reel uh unboxing on opening like what you are able to do for the brand statistics so your stats and data so how much your account reaches what your account split is you know male female where your where your followers are based you know the uk based us based so again it aligns with that brand's value i mean it'd be absolutely pointless for a brand that only sells in the uk to work with a really big influence in the us what for unless they had a following in the uk that they can be like well you know 50 percent of my followers are from the uk so it's kind of like lining that up there's no there's no point me talking about men's men's stuff on my on my instagram because i've only got like 12 percent males so Mm. It's, it's all of that so that kind of has you know previous work it has your photographs in it so it's like it actually has it it's a bit of a portfolio of work as well mm-hmm. um evidence you know like how much commission or commission you might have made working with a brand to show like your sales skill it sells a mark it's basically your cv mm. for a content creator you've you've put a lot of work into this haven't you i mean you, you said it yourself, oh, yeah. but it, you know what i mean like when you start talking about all this stuff it's like uh what and i think people don't know this and that's why I really wanted to talk to you about this because we t- we did touch on it last time but it's like you know people mm-hmm. just think oh my god I'm just going to get approached by brands and then I'm just going to have the life and I won't have to work a day in my life because I'm just going to be like sitting wearing like Louis Vuitton and putting reels up of myself <laughs> like doing twirls with my new handbag and stuff it's like uh there's a little bit more that goes into it and that's why I'm so glad that you're actually being open about it because I don't I think a lot of people are not they just kind of want it to have this mystique so that it's some unreachable thing or that nobody actually quite knows how to do it. And it's all yeah. a, a close. And you might not even, secret. yeah. And the thing is, working with brands, you have to deliver. There is, I've, ha- I've had an occasion recently where um, I got paid and it was with this lingerie company to wear the lingerie sari essentially and shoot it. So I took it to Dubai with me, um, 50 degrees outside. And I've literally just posted about this. I'm hair and makeup done, trotting out to the pool. Assigned 45 minutes to an hour to get this. Actually, we assigned, let's be honest, 30 minutes because we were going to melt to death. Um, first thing in the morning, because it's otherwise too hot and it's already, at this point, it was already 45 degrees outside. Poolside, really quickly, doled myself up. And I don't tend to wear makeup on holiday. But again, these are the things you have to do for a shoot. Then you have to be like, I've got to put makeup on. I've got to do my hair like properly. You can't yeah. just relax. Um, it's work. My, like game face on, get on with it. Um, took the Canon, so the camera outside, because this is a professional shot. So anything that's professionally shot is shot on my Canon because it makes it easier to edit higher quality, all this and stuff, better resin, um, resolution of the photo. Anyway, get outside and the camera from the inside out steamed out because we put it in the aircon. I've been in the aircon in the Dubai room this whole time, oh, it took it heat, outside yeah. and not just the lens, the inside. So the part that you cannot get to the camera, the, the all of it, all of it just was like, can't use the oh, camera. Shit, yeah. The camera had overheated to a point where it was not functioning. And then I'm just sat there, stood there in a sari, sweating, absolutely sweating. Alex is getting frustrated because he's like, I'm stood here in the sun and we can't do, like, as in, I'm dressed up. We've allocated this time to it and I'm sweating. 
my crap off. So what did you thinking, do? What on earth are we now going to do? Because the camera's not functioning. I know I've been paid to be like to do this. Mm. I'm just going to have to go to the brand and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, like I, we shot it on my phone and I had to be honest. And I was like, look, I shot these on my phone. The quality isn't like, isn't what it's supposed to be or what you paid me for. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, on, I, like honestly, it was like awful. I've actually, and then looking at the brand was like, okay, if you can just recover it with some of the other pieces and stuff like that, that's, that's fine. We'll use what you've done. Um, I did. I offered a refund. I so that could have been a whole like 40 minutes, like all the effort I wasted easily because I was like, look, I'll offer you your money back. Um, I've also had an occasion where somebody wasn't happy with what I produced because it's not what they were expecting, and it caused me a lot of frustration because I was like, I, I have to schedule in creating content. Like, I actually have to assign time, like and be like I've got an hour or two here this is my recording time because obviously being part-time stepmom having a corporate job having a house to run wanting a normal life yeah cleaning all this other stuff like you have to wanting to actually have a life and spend time and do fun things and I created some content and it was like oh well I was imagining that you was going to style it differently um the brand hadn't given me that any direction and I took my own direction and it wasn't what they wanted so mm-hmm. we had a little bit of a stalemate it worked out fine but then there's that stress of having to re-record. I then also recently recorded a story and the brand was like, oh, all the pieces aren't ironed and you didn't wear them in the story. And I was like, yeah, I didn't say I was going to. But again, so it's, it's you kind of had to muddle your way through. It's never been horrible. It's never been awful. They were just like, oh no, we were expecting something else. So it's like, you then learn. It's a learning, mm. it's a learning curve to be like, right, there's certain expectations. You can't just take a picture in pretty clothes and expect brands to work with you. No that is not it like I I have thrown I mean thrown my equipment across the room because I'm not capturing what I wanted like I'm seeing all these people do like these double takes where they're they're in a video twice and I've been trying for the life of me to try and edit to make that work or find sounds daft find a full white background where I can shoot on the left and then shoot on the right and it looks exactly the same and can't seem to find anywhere that in my house and just been absolutely frustrated that it just looks amateurish or it doesn't look right so all these things like yeah it's 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 that kind of a thing like I have an image in my head of sometimes what I want and it doesn't quite turn out sometimes turns out better sometimes not quite there and sometimes you make do Mm. but yeah it's not as simple as just putting on some pretty clothes and walking around no no and and I know you plan your content out, don't right. you? I mean, because I, I do to some extent as well, but just, 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 <laughs> but just tell me through th- what you do, like, how do you schedule it and what, uh, you know, in a week and fit it all in? Because you, like you said, you know, you are a stepmom, you've got an actual job as well. Um, how do you, what, what do you do? Like, how do you schedule it in? What you're going to do every week and the time and yeah. stuff? So, um, some of it's sometimes a bit ad hoc, like, as the idea comes to me, I'm a bit like, okay, I've got an hour after I've put a little one down, made dinner, like, done all of that. Like, um, it's having being open like if you are if you live in a family like having a supportive partner and understanding like actually I need some me time to like record this it sounds really daft but it's really hard in the winter because you get less daylight and shooting in daylight is really important so I have to try and do it like I can't do it after little one's gone down I need to get it done beforehand so it's a case of I always say to the brand like what's your deliverables like when do you need it by I look at my work schedule I look at the weekend schedule like what do we have planned in as a family where can I take an hour or two out to record it prep it it beforehand as in like if I'm doing the ironing if I'm going to shoot an outfit make sure it's ironed and put aside because again like you have to remember stuff needs ironing stuff needs to look nice um and things like that so there's Indian outfits with the 50 folds and oh my all that material (laughs) right (laughs) 
loads yeah, of Yeah, and like I've tripped over myself. I've like, you know, like imagine trying to do, like if you're doing like a change of an outfit, like you're showing one way to wear like one outfit, like five different ones, you have to like constantly get changed as well. And then you got changed, you're like, oh, damn, I forgot to take a picture of it when I was wearing it like this. And so sometimes you have to like write it down, like I write my ideas down and mm-hmm. then um like I said with the brand knowing when they want it um so for example I'm going away now for four days somebody wanted something um on the 8th and 9th of June I was like that's yeah. not possible because I'm not here and I have absolutely zero time before that to do it but I was like I can deliver it by the end of the next weekend um and I'll work it out so it's about I mean it varies how I schedule it in but yeah it depends on the brand it depends on what I said I would do I also have a monthly calendar so I'm um, so when because I've got brand ambassadorships I have commitments that I have to fulfill so I am held accountable to doing certain things in a month so those get done first um like I have a tips Thursday so I always know every week something needs to be ready for that um as well so that's like kind of like scheduled like when do I record that sometimes I've recorded only about an hour beforehand but the point is like that's planned as in like that's the tip that's when that's what it needs to say um and so on and so on so yeah it's it takes some organizing mm. so i have a separate completely separate like planner for lookbook um it has like events in it like i know diwali's coming up i'll start planning for that like a month in advance um like what needs to go out um what brands am i going to work with for it and so on and so on so mm. and do you ever sometimes just go oh you know what i just feel i just got this feeling that i just want to talk about this today so i'll put something up about this and you know just go with the flow as well of course absolutely like not like and this is what I feel like I want my insta to be sometimes it needs to be a free mind space as well like oh, but that's what my stories are for like you'll see often like ramblings on there or random things happening on that um posts are sometimes a bit more thought out because they are a space for business influencing helpful advice so on and so on so in stories are kind of like where you just put stuff out but yeah there's been odd occasions like I've I've just kind of sat and been like oh, I think this would be good and this is what I want to talk about and it's my platform ultimately yeah so that's what it should be it should be a free space mm. and and often I, I feel like I, I feel like for people to be interested in your page you know this is with everybody there needs to be that balance of oh I'm professional I'm shooting all these great professional things which I'm obviously being paid to do but then also the human element do you get what I mean because sometimes if it's like okay all I do is promote all this stuff and then it's you know or I'm promoting businessy type things or whatever and it's all about business and networking and then it's like who are you and I think people like to see a bit of who you are and a slightly vulnerable side sometimes you know what I mean and this is why, like, I do share my like lifestyle stuff, like my divorce story has gone up or like mm-hmm. other things. Like, it's not all about brands. And it's not like, there is content I just create for my own because I like it. Like, you'll see recently, especially like t- Tip Thursdays. And then like, those are just because I think that's something that's going to be helpful. Like, they're the clothes that I have in my cupboard. They're not always like sponsored. And it's jewelry that I had already. Like, so I, I like to see, find that balance because again, like, then you kind of get put off and, and I'm literally about to do this poll on my Insta where I was like, do you get put off when content creators put discount codes up, for example? Like I like to pride myself that I only work and only put up discount codes for places where I would spend my money. Mm-hmm. Like if I would buy that and I would spend my money, only then can I warrant somebody else doing it. That's my motto. But it's hard because to earn money, sometimes you would put in a position where you're a bit like, right I could either earn money from this myself and and push a discount code or not so do you see what I mean so like yeah there's a bit of balance 
for me, my head always kind of like my heart, sorry, my heart always kind of like wins on that one um, because otherwise it won't be my page. But yeah, there's a balance. I like sometimes I want to put like I've put outfits out there and, and I, but I also know it's a brand's piece, but I want to support the brand as well. So I'm a bit like, it, it, like I said, it's, it's hard finding that balance. Um, but I like to think that my page does do that like there's absolutely like stuff I on there so. that's not I think you do that really well <laughs> no I, I think that you do that really well I do that that human side and then you know the outfits how to look good and the tips and that kind of thing so I do and and that's what caught my eye about your page in the first place when I approached you before um how how big of a following do you think you have to have to approach brands or for them to be interested in you is I it? don't think you need to have much. I think micro influencers are big at the moment themselves, but you have to be realistic in, in, in what you want to charge. That's what I said. I don't I don't think you're out of your element not to charge. Like I think I was charging at like a thousand um plus followers. Because again, you've got I mean, it's hard. Like I'd I I got paid at about I think fifteen hundred or something like that, fifteen hundred followers. Because again, you kind of got to show that people are actually following to, to like something. You got to yeah. give something back, right? But I, I don't think it's unrealistic, like to to like you can charge at micro influence level. Like there's different levels of influencing, mm. um, and what people can charge. Like I know I I can I can take a guesstimate like how much people would charge at thirty k versus. 15k 5k 500k so absolutely you can but like you have to be able to prove to the brand what you're going to bring back to them are are, are you bringing followers to them are you going to bring them sales are you what is it that with 1500 you can do so that's all it is if you can prove what you can do with 1500 if all 1500 are genuine yeah why not you can charge Okay, so you're saying you do, you can have about a thousand followers to become an influencer, say, and um, I mean, what is it? What influencer? This word, because I I feel a bit like, <laughs> what is it? Is it just somebody who's promoting something, whether they're being paid or promote, or who people look at and get inspired by? Like, how would you? Yeah, sum I would it up? say an in, in influencer is anyone that influences you to do something. Now that could be. For example, sometimes I share about how I deal with my anxiety, like I sing really loudly in the car. Now, I share that on my story. And if that influences someone to do the same thing, it means they trust you. So this is why it can be such a dangerous place, because if you're an influencer and and people take your advice, it generally means that they trust you, right? They trust what you are putting up. Like if I'm recommending a restaurant, a... um, a brand, a service, a uh, company, um, even as much as I'm currently selling my clothes on my Instagram story, people are trusting me that it is what I'm saying it is. So an influencer, anyone that influences you to do something, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as, like I said, it could be as simple as, you know, I journal every evening. I try to share it where I can. And if somebody else thinks, well, I'm going to pick up my journal today and do that because I just saw Ange do it, that's influence. That's because they trust me. And that trust is built up through your reputation, through what you've put out there, through evidence. Do you see what I mean? Through where you are seen, who you are seen with. Some of it is that. I'm not going to lie. Some of it is that. Um, brands that you've worked with already, um, how genuine you actually come across. Like, I'd always say be wary of influencers that don't necessarily always talk like 
on their stories uh, and there is some fantastic ones out there that actually influence me style wise and I've never heard them speak but that's because their quality like their quality of their content that they're putting out there they don't need to it's so powerful um already but yeah it's you've got to build a community that trusts like should do you, you know vulnerability is there a bit of vulnerability in this person have you heard them talk do you know anything about them like people think they really know me but then there's also aspects of my life that they absolutely don't have a clue about so well yeah it's finding that balance in it like influence yeah and influence as anyone that can influence for brand it's can they influence more sales uh can they influence more followers to come to my service to my page can like I said can I influence someone to change a habit mm-hmm. um anything like that yeah I share about going to the gym that's got absolutely nothing to do with any brand any whatsoever mm-hmm. am I influencing to go to the gym if I if I wear an outfit I'm going out on a night out with have I inspired somebody to also rewear their blazer again in a different way yeah influence spans a huge amount of and and I, I I've said this before on the podcast that I I kind of look, I think you're a person's feed is a bit like mood board, right? Because I feel like you do your mood board because you look at it all the time. You know, you look at it all the time. What are the things that are motivating me and make me happy and this kind of thing? And it's the same with um, like a social media feed, I think. So I, I think that's why I feel like you've got to be quite careful with with who you follow, you know? And I'll be quite honest, like if you, if you look at me and like, oh God, you know, she's always banging on about this or that and I don't like it, then don't follow, you know? I, and I think that's, that's okay because it should be that mood board that um makes you want to do things or makes you happy like I like looking at um you know for example if I look at you like you did something about you climbing a rope right (laughs) yes I climbed a rope yeah yeah and I love that because for me like I'm always trying to challenge myself with my body what I can do and changing up my workouts and so I'm like look at her climbing a rope right so these are the kind of things fall off the rope as well yeah no (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Get it down it, and I've still, I've oh still got, God, you got the friction burns. I've got friction oh, burns. Yeah. Oh dear. So, so these things, you know, or if somebody's working out, and I'm a bit like, oh, I can't bother today. And then you see someone, and people have said that to me as well, like, oh, when I see you working out, I'm like, quick, I need to get up and do something, which is great, you know. That and that is a mindset thing, though, because, and I've said this on my Insta. So sometimes it can be if you're in a really bad place, it can be detrimental watching other people do the things that you are struggling to do. Like, uh, and I know this. Like, um, and this is what I said. This is very mindset change. Now, I can you can look at it in either of two ways. You can see me training and think, yes, like Ange went out there. She went. I can go. I don't know why I hit my chest, but I can go. I can. Yeah. I can go out to the gym. Yeah. Um, or you can look at it going, "Fuck's sake! This has made me feel really bad." Yeah. She's in the gym working out. She can do it. I can't. Like, what's wrong with me? So, we've we've got to look at both aspects. I know sometimes there's going to be points where people are not going to find my page inspiring because they're a bit like, "I'm in a shit ass mood," and you're jumping up and down, getting really excited about going to the fucking gym, and I can't get my ass up because I'm in a really bad place. Um, I have days like that I have days where I see people pushing out content I'm like I could not be bothered today to record like last like last week was a horrific week for me and I did not record a tip Thursday mm-hmm. I didn't um, and people were asking why is your tip Thursday and I'm like yep no didn't happen mm-hmm. so there's two ways like and it's that's about your mindset and this is where social media can sometimes be a dangerous place and sometimes a really good place depending on where uh, you are yourself that's true um, and, and I, I, well. I did a a podcast episode just about social I love hate relationship with social media right so I spoke to this um you know one a friend of mine called Pilar and um 
she's worked a lot in social media, like different things. And I mean, I I said on there that, you know, we were both honest about times when social media made us feel bad about ourselves, right? So my thing was that, you know, you're saying you can be in a bad place and stuff. So my, I felt like that when I'd had my third baby and I was at home and that whole shift and the, you know, the FOMO you get of mm. everyone's at parties, having a good time. I'm literally there trying to lose three stone um, and struggling with breastfeeding. My hair's all fallen out because I've just had a baby and you, I just feel horrible and not myself. I'm sleep deprived and people are having, you know, fun times going out, wearing nice clothes and having a nice time. And it's like no one's actually bothering to say, how are you? And that was a space that I was in. So, you know, and so I, I get it. I do get it. And sometimes you have to step and this is the point like you've got two options there you can either remove those things from yourself as I so remove yourself from that situation and that is like turn insta off like I've had occasions of friends that I, I like I'm taking insta break because everything on there is just seeing that I'm negative and that's fine take an insta break do something for yourself to change that mindset again and I, I've done that I've just been like do you know why I'm just not going to click on certain people's stories because they are really inspiring to me at best of times but when I'm in a when I'm not in a great place that's not going to happen mm. like there's been events that I've not recently been able to go to because my life has changed and I don't really want to see everybody else at the event that I've missed out on yeah but again and, and uh, funny enough at that event like I wasn't in a great place to want to go either I was like oh I don't I don't have the I physically didn't have the energy and actually what I ended up doing is creating a reel or content at home that actually ended up going a bit more viral and I was like but had I gone to the event which was more socializing and networking with all the influences I just didn't feel like being Instagrammy that day and I just didn't want to go so I didn't go and I didn't feel great and stood at home and did something for the page that I wanted to share and actually that was probably better off with my time yeah so it's yeah, and I do think FOMO is very much about yourself about how you're feeling about yourself a lot of the times mm. like if you but and there's nothing wrong with that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever but it's about what you do and this is where social media can be good or a bad place so I mean I, I do feel like there's also quite a lot if you look for it about like for people who aren't feeling great you know um just it's stuff like it's okay you know what I mean it makes you feel a bit better. Like you're not the only one. There's, there are things like that, which is nice as well. Um, what's the best? It's hard being vulnerable. I was going to say it's hard being vulnerable. Like I want to share days that I'm not okay, but also A, don't want to panic people, but B, I also kind of need to work it out myself. So it's hard as an influencer content creator to put like people. So the other thing is, especially South Asians strive of other people's dramas and other people's negativity. Like if someone's having a really good time, bad time, they really enjoy that. Oh so my it's like, God, yeah. It's a bit hard. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard not to kind of like get caught up on it. Like I, I lose followers on a daily basis as well. Like honestly, like for the first time ever, and I'll be honest, I think was it on Friday, my unfollows uh, were higher than my followers. That hasn't happened in, in, in months and months. And I was I had questions. I was like, why? But yeah, you can really get caught up into that and then you have yeah, to kind of let and, it go. And I, and I did want to ask about this because, you know, I, I don't have that What's many it? followers, but even I find that sometimes that happens with me or that it's, you know one off one on for example like it's just a constant uh, and- it's it's regularly like that I'll be honest with you I, I, and I'm not without being bougie but I'm gonna be honest since I hit past 10k mm. you don't notice one or two dropping off mm-hmm. now it's more like 20 unfollowed in one day right and, so and the, the, that- the, the, as you increase the unfollows and that dip and that exasperation also increases like with it and you have to let it go and the clever thing is on insta you for example um, you can see I've got 
followers. Mm-hmm. I can only see that as well. I have to physically click into my insight to see 15,760 like mm-hmm. I to mm-hmm. see that full number. It's only right. when I dig and have a look, I can see, oh yeah, actually I gained 30, but I lost 10. So like the more you kind of like grow as well, that kind of fades into, whereas I used to be so bothered about losing like five followers. Now I can easily lose 20 in one go. And it's like, but do you still yeah. question it? Like, do you, do you, are you like, oh my God, because I, I don't really, and I, and I don't, I think I'm all right with that. And I don't know if it's because of my age or because I've just got too much to do. or I don't know. But I, I don't really. Um, do I mean, do it, you? Question- you can kind of line it up with, is it a content piece that I put out that people did not like? So you don't, you know, if something works, you kind of want to replicate it, right? So if it doesn't work either, you kind of got to take note of it. But am I as bothered to change what I'm doing based on it? No. Do I take a learn from it? Potentially. Yes. And so are you conscious of like, okay, do you know what? 20 people unfollowed me after I put this up. Does that mean this isn't a good thing? Or I seem to believe in it at that time. Should I go with that kind of thing again? I mean, yeah. I mean, ultimately it's my choice. It's my page. And this is the thing I'm trying. I'm an influencer. It's not about being influenced by my followers. So you can lose followers for all sorts of reasons. They could have made fake accounts that dipped off. People could have gone and signed up themselves off Instagram and signed up. It could not, it couldn't always be that they've physically gone and unfollowed you. Yeah. It could be bots that have disappeared because those happen. Like, I'm pretty sure I might have a couple of bots or fake followers. Like, it does happen. And it's hard. The, the more you grow, it's hard to sift through them. Mm. Um, it could be that people themselves have taken themselves off Instagram or deleted it or done whatever. It could be for all sorts of number of reasons. I could have triggered them. And that could be nothing down to what I've done. It's just they're having a bad day. What I put out didn't suit them. They didn't like the content. Nobody's going to like the content either. So that's it, fine. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned fake followers. Uh, there. Okay. So this is, right. Sometimes you know, you go on Instagram and then there's some people with like an insane amount of people following them. You're like, you're just literally posting a selfie of your face in different positions every day. How have you got like, do you know what? And maybe people like that and that's okay. However, you do question and how do you know who's got fake followers? Can you buy followers? How the hell does that all work? Okay. So there's different levels of it. I'm going to be completely honest. There's different and I, I we could spend a whole podcast just talking about this but I'm, I'm going to try and give the different levels so before you could just buy fake followers right which it, and it became quite apparent that you've done that and you can do that if you can spot fake followers through various different ways um so for example if you if you clicked on someone's profile like following and all their kind of like top first set of a good few scrolls are numbers letters if, if you're, you know, influencer of like South Asian descent, but they're all Polish and US or they're all male or something, something like that. They're all gibberishy mm-hmm. kind of names um, or pictures that are very generic, for example, um, or names that are generic. If you, you I mean, yeah. click on them and you'll see that either, you know, their pages that have the same photograph and they're just set up as a fake profile. Um However, I've also I have also had many messages of what I would have determined to be a fake profile, but people are like, I just don't want to put myself out there. I just want to be able to like find content and things like that. So, that, so there's a little bit of a gray area with that one. Um, so before I've literally seen people go from a thousand to five thousand overnight, and you're like, you bought followers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've once had a company try to prove to me that they can get me a whole load of followers by all of a sudden. And this is not without my, with my permission. And I had a massive rant on my Insta story about this. They were like, oh, look at one of you. Look at this photograph. We managed to give you 800 likes. And I was like, 800 likes? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not being funny. That doesn't even match up with my statistics. That's ridiculous. 
Um, you can generally tell if somebody has a lot of followers, but their engagement across their posts is shockingly bad. So one of two things, the fact that the likes aren't there. So, I mean, if you've got 6,000 followers, but you get 30 likes, mm-hmm. inconsistent. However, people now have also got clever with fake followers. You can buy likes. So you don't just buy followers, you can buy likes now. So right. you can say, I'm buying 3,000 followers, and I want to buy 200 odd likes. But again, you can start to see the kind of like dispositional difference because you'll get one photo that has like 200 likes on it and another photo, which is not too dissimilar. It's not like one's a wow photo, one's a normal one. One's got 250 likes, one's got 30. Inconsistent. It's inconsistency. Now, don't get me wrong. There will be times I have a thousand likes on one reel and then I get 300 on another. You'd, you'd say that's inconsistent, but generally the rest of it is very consistent. So it could just be that that wasn't a relatable one or it went up at a different time. You're looking for general consistencies. I find it quite fascinating. With reels, from what I gather, don't quote me on this, you can't generally fake viewings. So what I've now also found is that people are growing. So I've seen accounts that have like over 50 to 100K followers. Their reels have 2,300 views. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 views. That's not consistent with your following. Yeah. I, I mean, not I really. Have, yeah. I mean, I have 15.7, and I'm not just thinking about like, like people could be like, I've got 15,700, 15, I get more views than you. But that, the whole point is it's supposed to be a lot more. And mine are consistently about 10,000 views. Yeah. And you kind of start to see like engagement rates. Like I have an impressionable reach in, in 30 days of 2.1 million. You can't fake that. Mm. But again, the system's got clever. Now people are growing much, much slower through fake profile. And again, you can probably see that actually this person was on, oh no, let's take 15K last week. They're on 17K, but they haven't put any content out. And you've not seen anybody reshare their content and you haven't seen anything go viral. Now, if something goes viral, that's very different. People will grow very quickly when they go viral. Like, and you'll be able to see, you know, this person's got a million views or they've got a couple of videos where they went viral and then accounts tend to grow. Like I've recently seen a really cool couples page that's gone up from an influencer. She started a couples page. Within 10 days, they reached 11K. Now that's real growth because you can see it through her reels. You can see the views, you can see the likes, you can see the comments. And this is another thing, like, if you've got 300, 400 likes, but you've got zero comments or just one or two comments. Mm, it's not an and again, what are those though. comments? Are they saying DM to work with me? Are they genuine engagement comment? Like, oh, wow, Ange, like this looks good. Or are they just generic like emojis or comments and things like that? So again, like I've seen, like I said, people jump two, 3,000 followers across like a couple of weeks. And it's like, but you haven't, there's no content. Yeah. There's no deliverable that would have made it like that. And it's not... Unless you've been to a networking event, I mean, you're never going to get that many either. No, so, it doesn't, yeah, you can tell it's not an organic. You know, there's, there's, there's fascinations where people are like, oh, I've got, I don't know, I've seen an Insta page recently where I've got 2,000 brides on my Instagram, like, on my, following me. How do you know that? You don't know that. Unless you put a poll out, you wouldn't know that unless 2,000 people voted and mm. said, yeah, I'm a bride. You ain't going to know that. Um, so it's just... And this is just not just for brands, but I think any armed or normal person that's mm-hmm. kind of on Instagram that like, oh, wow, I should follow this person. And, you know, human beings do get influenced by numbers. They've got all this big following. I should follow. Ask yourself a few things. One, is it genuine followers? Like, do the recce yourself. You know, is this person, could you trust them? Two, 
are they bringing joy to your life? Are they bringing you something that's useful or is it just pretty pictures? And if you want pretty pictures as the inspiration, absolutely fine. What do they stand for? What are the, you know, that kind of a thing. So ask yourself these questions. But yeah, so fake followers, fake likes, fake things is so common. Oh, I see it. You tap on it. And like I said, you can, you can see the followers, like all the fake ones tend to be at the top and yeah. not the real ones. And what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be influence, influencer, who wants to grow their following organically? I've been given a piece of advice recently by a few people and I'm, I, I still don't believe in it. I, I, you know, I still not always because like I said, it's not always, I try and block and delete those freshy men that are going to follow it. And I often get told you, but you, but then you're losing like followers and stuff. I have probably blocked more people than I have following me. I'd, I would take at a guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, so my advice would be, be you, be genuine and work hard for your content. Go and learn about that content. Like learn how to edit correctly, learn how to take this picture, learn what works for you, what's sustainable. I mean, don't set up a whole load of tips every single week and then <laughs> not follow through. <laughs> it's consistency is key. It's okay to take a break, but learn, learn good quality. If it's reels, you know, go, yeah, I do have to, I say to go over the trend. I don't really follow trends hugely. I try and take note of them, see if they fit in with my personality and my page. Trends is, is one way, but what I'm saying is trends in terms of like reels are what are delivering. Focus on learning how to do them. Focus on um, being you, being real. And it is frustrating. It is frustrating. There's many times I want to give up. I still, I still feel like sometimes give up. Um, and it can get you down. Don't, don't necessarily follow. Like, sorry, don't necessarily focus on followers. Don't. Like, it's mm-hmm. easy to get wrapped up in that game, but just don't do it. Okay. Okay, that's really good advice. And is there other things? And how important do you think this is to keep a bit of yourself for yourself? So you're Hell not yeah. putting everything out. And Yeah. Don't give everything away. Don't give your next move away. Don't give the brand deals that you're working away with. Like, don't. People will copy. People will. Um, keep a piece of it to your, keep a piece of your life to yourself without a doubt. There's a huge part of my life I keep to myself. Yeah, and you just, yeah, same. You just don't share but, it. And- yeah, I try to be as relatable as I can. Don't overshare everything if it's a boring day it's a boring day don't share it or say it's been a boring day like there's people that do vlogs on i just ate my breakfast i just did like okay like you know i i say not very much to report there like have a bit of a laugh and joke about it but don't don't make out something that your life is not it will quickly fall apart and it will be you, you you know if you can't sustain it don't post it simple as whether it's your life whether it's a certain piece of content whether whatever it might be um and things like that and just just be be like honest and be true like what you can and cannot do i'll be honest with you i'm i feel like i've been really lucky that i've had brands like approach me and say like we want to work with you um i'll give you an example red dot jewels from like have worked with other influencers but i feel like i'm one of the only ones that has had a consistent just like a set contract with them for a certain amount of months to deliver it's such a and i'm not one of their bigger influencers that they've worked with um, and that's got her own discount code that i can earn commission from mm. so believe in that honestly i never thought a brand like that would ever work with me because i'm tiny compared to who they work with and who they are well i mean i just want to say that i think you're doing brilliantly and i think it's i think it's <sighs> awesome and you know you are growing and it's like 
you can see that the hard work that you're putting in to all your content it it really does come across and it's you know it's it's useful it's relatable so well done well done and we want to see I will but when I say sustainable sorry I just I, one thing I do want to be completely mm-hmm. utterly honest with um there is people out there that be like I've quit my job to become an influence content creator and I think that's that's commendable I think it's great realistically though it depends on your life and it depends on your for example I want more time to focus on lookbook to be able to do that I'd probably have to quit my job however I have a mortgage to pay for I have a house to clean I like I feel like and this is maybe a generational thing if if you are, are a little bit younger and you can set yourself up for something that can work great but there's like I've heard influencers like go out there and say oh yeah if I can quit my job and like work really hard then so can you like anyone can be an influencer but actually you've got your mom you live under your mom and dad's roof they can clean your house for you they're going to cook your dinner for you and actually if you one month don't earn that much you're not going to be worried that your house is going to get taken away so let's also remember like the core fundamentals like what are you trying to achieve of being an influencer is it because you want people to like you and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that do you want it because you need the I say validation the wrong word like I'm not trying to be negative about it mm-hmm. but in the sense that like I get genuine buzz out when someone says, oh, that was really helpful because it gives me some bit of self-worth. I have plenty of self-worth in my personal life, but I'm giving back. I feel it like it's a community thing. Like I'm giving back. So, but now I've also got to a point where I'm like, look, what needs to earn me money? I also wanted to fund the other things or the extra things I want to do in life. And I'm, I'm completely utterly honest about that. It has to, it now has turned into something that started as just wanting to be community-based helpful, but that now I can actually see this business potential and want to turn into a business. So what are you trying to achieve by trying to be an influencer? Mm-hmm. Because it can also harm your own private home lifestyle. So just keep what it is that you need in your mind and keep that as your focus and don't let it ruin your life. Like don't let it take over. And yeah, keep a piece of yourself to yourself. Without doubt. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. Well, thank you, Hans. Thank you so much. And like I said, you know, a lot of people wouldn't come on and say these things because they'd keep it to themselves because they want to be the only one <laughs> and no uh, this is just a big mystical thing that you will never know about you know but you haven't done that so you've been really open and I really appreciate that and it's really good talking to you again um so just remind everyone of your details on social media in case you want to find out more and look at your um good good content well thank you again Rena, for having me but yeah it's Angelie's lookbook for anyone that's interested in following some crazy ass brown girl that just tries to make her way through life in the most muddled up way that she possibly can cool <laughs> yes do follow her and if you're not following me already please do um so on instagram i'm at sisterhood of mommy and perfect or at rena d annabelle uh, there's a mommy and perfect facebook page if that's what you're into or um i'm rena deeply on twitter as well so listen please do um share this podcast and please do write a nice review because it is growing which is brilliant it's growing organically and um reviews do help people to find it on apple Podcasts, so that would mean the world so listen until next week take care bye